think I want about. us to keep doing this show until that house is resold again in three to five years and we'll see what it sells for. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, we'll just... and then we'll go back to this clip and we'll talk about how like, wow, it doubled in the last five years or whatever it is. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello and welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, the go-to source for all things real estate in the vibrant capital city of Canada. I'm your host, Paul Stevenson, and I'm joined as always by my insightful co-host, David Warren, and the seasoned expert, Greg Campbell. Whether you're a seasoned investor, lots of seasons, first time homebuyer, or simply curious about the dynamic auto real estate market, this podcast is your key to unlocking valuable insights, expert advice, and the latest trends shaping the local property landscape. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I don't know, I'm like, I'm really bright. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm in some type of template. Wait, Two-Face. You're, look, you're looking photo, like right? Two-Face like, from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> The sun, the sun is right there in my face. I'll hang out over here. I'm great. I'm great. Tired. A little tired. Yeah, Greg, you had a birthday this weekend, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was Savannah's eighth, eighth birthday. She's eight. And we had family and one group of friends over on Saturday. And it was, it was wonderful. We went from about two till, you know, probably 11 o'clock at night. And yesterday was just a day of rest, day of cleanup. Dave, getting work, getting some work done, getting prepped for the week. Because mm -hmm. in real estate right now, you have to be prepared as it gets busier. How about yeah. yourself? It's great. I got the pre-echo now of Greg next door, so I can kind of I hear what he's saying before he says it. <laughs> no, uh, I, that's no, what, I'm, actually that's trying what to get... I'm saying. We now have to. We now have to wear headphones in here, like when yeah. we record. It's ridiculous. I, I tried to get, I was trying to put my headphones on, but then I realized I have a new like preamp for the mic and that doesn't allow me to then use my headphones in the mic. So whole new, whole new process here. But yeah, I, I like your point about needing to be prepared. I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of, I think the market first couple of weeks of January, correct me if I'm wrong. I know Dave, you were talking about last week being like one of the busier weeks. It seems like it was super busy for like three weeks. And then it seems to be quite stagnant, at least from a transaction standpoint for the last maybe seven days. So I don't know if that's just like a pre spring lull or if people are just waiting to see what's happening. I don't know, Greg, I'm interested to hear the numbers today as far as listing and so on to see where things are. It's one of those funny things, right? When you, you make a comment like that and then you think, okay, what news came out that can relate to that comment? And the news is that the GDP was up and that the bank's not going to drop rates, right? That that happened last, didn't that come out like last Tuesday? I wonder if that, I wonder if the headline like that just made people go like, oh, maybe we'll wait then. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I think it's just random. I'm sure there's a bunch of people in town that did some crazy business this week. I think it's just affecting you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had what? such a killer start to the year. I have one slow week and all of a sudden, and the sky's falling. <laughs> like I'm failing. <laughs> I'm failing. What can I do? I need to be better. Maybe we'll put you on the spot, Greg, of, uh, as, as we're talking to pull up the, uh, the solds and conditionals last seven days. Yeah, I have. I'd, it. I'd be curious to see if what the actual it's the numbers. Same. It's uh, the same, man. Uh, like in the last seven days, it, it's almost always the same right now. So new listings, 349. 
Back on market, there's 28. Price decrease, 105. That number's been big lately. Price increase, eight. Eight listings had a price increase. I don't understand that ever, unless they're trying to you know, play in that game. Initial sale, 154, 165 sold. I mean, that's healthy. 95 expired, probably in that new listing category again. 117 canceled. You know, I guarantee a bunch of those were relisted as well. 108 rented. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty much the same as it's been the last three weeks in Ottawa proper. What did I see in the last week? I actually did get a couple other other things done. I've been I've been busy. I've been you know I've been blessed. I'll say that that I've I've been blessed with some good uh, good business lately. I sold a big condo downtown, which was uh, you know very rare for me. It was just one of those things. Buyer came around, referral, got the condo of of their dreams. They had a bunch on their list, didn't have that one on it. I added it. It was the last one that we saw, <laughs> and they were like, he was like, "Good work, Greg. This is the condo. I love it." Let's buy it. <laughs> it was like a movie. He's like standing there like this. He's like, uh -huh. smile for the camera, taking pictures of me. He's like, good job. Good uh -huh. job. Anyways, it was fun. And like, I know there's more going on, but then there's a lot of properties that are still stuck. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I still, think. I, go ahead. Uh, yeah, when I was saying slower, specifically transactions, like at least, again, this is just for me, which is a very small subsect of the Ottawa real estate market. But I had clients that were putting in offers, just nothing like either outbid or I had one client that, waited two days to submit their offer. And then when they submitted another offer obviously came in. So there's that sort of thing happening. So there are still transactions. It's seemingly happening. Just not for my clients. They're, <laughs> they're, no, they're missing. They're shooting. They're point. missing. That's going to happen more, I think. And, you know, I spoke with a new buyer yesterday and uh, although the property that they were first interested in is a, you know, it's something that's been on the market for a while. It was, it was heavily overpriced at first, but it's been sitting, but I, I didn't want to say to them like i haven't we haven't had a proper sit down yet but i didn't want to say he's like oh let's book it for thursday i'm busy you know monday to wednesday i you know i was almost wanted to be like well things are picking up maybe we should go mm -hmm. today or mm -hmm. tomorrow just based on your point because that's going to start happening again everyone's everyone got a little complacent over the last four months four or five months and now things are starting to pick up again so i, I definitely think there will be some people uh, lacking a sense of urgency that will they'll switch into gear after that. Greg, we talked about this last week, but there was that property in Toronto that had, I think, 85 offers on it. Wasn't it something crazy mm -hmm. like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. We, need, we, need, we need to get that guy on the show. We need to get yeah. that guy. Yeah. It'd be a good conversation. Yeah, so 85 offers, 300 plus showings. They listed it at, it was in Mississauga. They listed it at 799. They estimated it to be valued at around 910, between 910 and 930, the agent had suggested. They listed it ridiculously low because they knew they'd get activity and then it sold for a million. And apparently the offer that won, as we've said in the past, they they were way above any of the other offers. You know, there were some, there were, he said the majority of the offers, I believe, were in and around the 800,000 mark. Thinking well, I, I mean, lucky. I've been in that scenario twice with my last two houses where I just purposely went in knowingly over what I thought it was worth because I wanted to win the multiple yeah. offer situation. And, and I mean, you kind of build that in, like if you're expecting to live there for the next 10 years or 15 years or however long, then the extra five or 10 grand to get you in the door doesn't really matter. Right. At the end of the day, like if it's an extra $50 or hundred dollars a month, but you're getting the home you love mm -hmm. it, to me, it was worth it. You know, when you're talking about, you know, you're like, well, let's go in at three thirty-five. This was at the time. 
you know it's like or mm-hmm. we could go into 340 and just guarantee ourselves the victory here you know yeah. so sometimes it doesn't take much like what you think you should offer if you add a little bit to that even if it's like one percent or two percent like it can make the difference you know i think it's important like on those discussions like i've been on that side of it of of offering where it's like what what point are you okay with losing the house yeah is that like you know there's obviously what you qualify for and that you know can be your limit obviously but it's also like in a lot of those cases of like what what are you comfortable with the 85 offers on that property and all being around the list price are kind of surprising to be honest sorry Um, yeah i'm looking at it again here actually it and you know so so people understand this this is a townhome in mississauga that looks okay mm -hmm. it's not new it was built in the uh, early 90s i believe or the 80s actually was listed at seven hundred and fifty thousand, sold for a million that's what would it be in ottawa greg looking at the property itself we can't see it so i honestly like your face says it all. Five fifty. Five fifty. Five fifty. Yeah. And that's not even in Toronto. Bro- like that's in Mississauga. It's in Mississauga. Yeah. Oh, Mississauga is wild. I don't I mean, know when you guys were last in Toronto, but like yeah, I couldn't. I remember actually driving when we were in Vaughn last year for that for the conference, the Vision Conference. I was driving with Sandra, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like we were looking downtown. I'm like. What? I'm like, where's the CN Tower? Usually you can see it really odd because she hadn't been to Toronto. So I'm like, yo, usually you can see it from here on the highway. And then I realized we were actually looking at Mississauga. We weren't even looking at downtown Toronto. That was like to the left. Mm-hmm. But Mississauga had so many condos and high rises and buildings. I was like, oh, oh yeah. shit, I thought that was DT, you know, but no, that was Mississauga. So yeah, it's pretty wild how much they've developed that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm hearing more stuff about Toronto. I've talked to a couple agents out there. It's, it's hitting some big numbers again, which is just, I don't know. It's funny. Condos, not so much, but the, the homes, like the, the uh, townhomes and the singles. Are hitting some Speaking big of big numbers that uh, house yeah. at Dow's Lake finally sold for 5 million. Up. Yeah. That's a good story. So I don't know if anyone, I mean, I think most people in the city that drive around the city have probably seen this old Sunset (laughs) Boulevard, which is just by Dow's Lake off of the parkway there, off of Queen Elizabeth. So it's a beautiful home that was redone. I'm going to bring it up here. It was redone in, I believe, 2020, 2020, they paid, here we go. 2022 no that's when it was listed okay anyways i don't have that exact information here but what i have it's only four years old five years old years very new yeah so so in 2021 it was listed originally at eight million now this is a monster home but it's a three-bedroom home right first of all Mm -hmm. it also took four years to build it yeah so it's it's a beauty but eight million so eight million canceled this is in 2022 Relisted at seven million, expired. New listing, twenty twenty three, six million seven hundred fifty thousand. Price reduction in July, five hundred ninety five thousand five million nine hundred fifty thousand. Cancelled. Conditionally sold. Sold for five million. So it took three years to sell and a three million dollar price reduction to sell it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they paid to build it, but you know, I'm sure that they made out okay, I'll assume. If not, that's a good good lesson in, in overvalue in in Ottawa when it comes to extreme luxury. Yeah. 
I, I think the big, I mean, I, I pass by it all the time because I live right near there. It's, it's nice on the outside. Like it's got a great view. I've seen the videos and tours of it and being a three bedroom, I think was their big fault when they built it and there's no yard to it. So I, I think they probably lost pretty significantly. I've never, I've only seen activity in there once since it's been built. I don't mm. think they use it very much, but for people like looking at that price tag of 5 million, for the person purchasing it at that price point, you're putting typically around 50% down payment on that property. It's a, t typically it's a sliding scale. You're good at 20% down around the 1.5 million mark. And then they look for 50% for every dollar over and above that. So on something like that, somebody's having to put two to two and a half million as a down payment, which is also I crazy want us, to think I want about. us to keep doing this show until that house is resold again in three to five years and we'll see what it sells for. <laughs> <laughs> And, we'll, then, we'll and then we'll go back to this clip and we'll talk about how like, wow, it doubled in the last five years or whatever it is. That's funny. Uh, the other thing, speaking of uh, expensive homes uh, and, and buyers, um, the government extended the foreign buyers property mm. purchase ban. So mm. they basically extended the ban on, on foreign nationals purchasing individual properties in Canada. It's been extended for two years, which to be honest, in a country with massive supply issues isn't that crazy to imagine like it kind of makes sense i would say realistically the like most i would guess now that money is still coming into canada it's just being funneled through children mm -hmm. or you know children who have become permanent residents or however the money is still coming into canada just in a roundabout way right it's not greg campbell from wherever buying a home in vancouver 100 cash it's greg campbell sending you know, 500,000 to his son who lives in Vancouver, who's then buying a home with 50% down payment or, you know, 70%, mm -hmm. 30% down payment, whatever that looks like. So I think it's, I think it's good at a high level to, you know, slow in some cases, the, you know, we do have a lack of supplies I mentioned. So having a bunch of people that aren't Canadian citizens being able to buy property is obviously limits the available properties for Canadian citizens. So uh, I think it is good, but I think it's, you know, the money's still going to get here just in a different way. That's, that's kind of my opinion. I think, yeah, I think it's extended to 2027 officially with- It was supposed to go till next year and then they're extending it another two years, I believe is what's, what's happened. One interesting, you know, talking about the, you know, foreign buyer ban or, or, you know, non-resident tax, things like that, because Ontario has that as well. If you're not, you know, they have a non-resident 25% tax on property anyways already, but- I had a client that purchased in Halifax and I found out, uh, and he only found out, luckily the realtor never advised him of it. His son going to university there, he was buying a condo for his son to live in while going to school there, had the purchase agreement originally in just his name and found out from his accountant before waiving conditions, luckily that they have a non-resident tax for the city of Halifax where if you do not plan, if you don't live in Halifax and you're not residing in the property that they charge 5% of the, of the price as a non-resident of Halifax tax. Um, obviously the son being living in it, we added him to the uh, purchase agreement and adding him on the, the mortgage so that that won't come into effect. But I thought that was interesting. And, and I read up on a little bit more and it's because they have a, a rental supply shortage. And so they wanted it and, and housing shortage in Halifax. And so they wanted to implement this that people from other provinces and other cities aren't just 
you know, if they want to invest in the city, that's fine, but you're going to have to pay that 5% tax on the property, which hmm. I thought was an interesting way of that going is. about it to deal with their own local supply issues. Well, there is there was an article, yes, over the weekend in the Ottawa Citizen talking about the overhauling of Ottawa's zoning bylaws, which will take place oh, over the next yeah. few years, which will be uh, the first revision in multiple decades. They don't expect it to be done until end of 2025. And they're looking at revamping the zoning to new areas as they look for developing areas from, you know, everything from, you know, they outline any, anywhere from Mechanicsville to, to, to Manatick even, but looking at intensification, cleaning up the zoning bylaws. So right now you have zonings, you know, classifications, R1, 2, 3, 4, et cetera, all these others. And, uh, you know, R1, AA, R1A, B, et cetera, and making it uh, all these variations, condensing them to make it very clear. And then also increasing the uh, densification zoning bylaws to allow for more units in different areas where maybe it might've been an R1. We're now allowing for, for four units, that sort of thing to help with densification around, especially around the, the main hubs and, uh, and transit hubs. Great point. Great, great summary. Great. We got to touch on rates just because that's, you know, oh, it's always man. a topic of conversation. The bond rates have been sticky again recently. They're up slightly today, but they they certainly aren't where people, I think, expected them to be maybe at this time of year. I, I think we need to still give it another month or so to, to see where the cards fall. But uh, we saw, you know, the lowest they were, let's just see, was around 3.1, 3.1. And now they're back up to 3.5 as of today. So lenders are still kind of holding rates in the low fives, you know, that's kind of where the ballpark is. And I think they're all, it's kind of a wait and see. Everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens with, with all these things. But I did see that I know in Jerome Powell, which I know is US, right, David, they're basically ruling out cuts in March. They think that, you know, again, different, different climate, but they're saying that the cuts are going to be half of what people expect them to be. So some people were saying, you know, four to six cuts this year, they're thinking it'll probably be closer to two to four. So so yeah, so it'll be interesting now, you know, we know in Canada, at least that we have a, a, an abundance of renewals coming up. I think Dave, you talked about that last week and you know, those, those clients that are up for renewal are certainly going to have some challenging conversations this year. I think everyone was really hoping and, and, you know, we've seen a lot of people even in the last couple of years take one year, two year, three year terms, hope like it kind of expecting that rates would be dropping this year. And they seem to be a little stickier than, than originally thought. So yeah, so we'll definitely, you know, we'll obviously talk about this every week and we'll keep an eye on it, but the bond rates are a really good indicator as to where fixed rates are heading. And as we've seen over the last week, they've been, they've been slowly creeping back up again. So it'd be interesting to see how lenders respond. What are your thoughts on that, yeah, David? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prompt you to have to answer. <laughs> There's, yeah, they increased quite a bit. I think 15 basis points on Friday alone. The Canadian market isn't doing well, but for, unfortunately, our neighbors to the south are doing very, their economy is very strong, uh, which is causing, you know, for them to have such strong employment numbers come out that are surprising ex the market and expectations that that's pushing up the 10-year treasury bill, which pushes up the uh, five-year government of Canada bond. And so last Friday, the payroll numbers came out and were dramatically higher than expectation, you know, but the numbers here that non-farming payroll numbers on Friday, the expected number from the market was 180,000 in the US uh, of added jobs. And instead it blew past it at 353,000 jobs added to the US economy. Um, so, you know, 
almost double uh, over almost double what the uh, market was expecting and and then the previous month so they release numbers and then they will revise them based on when they start getting the actual you know kind of narrowed down figures so they're they're revised november numbers were adjusted from 216,000 added to actually they added 333 in november so huge gains in employment in the us which caused their their t bill to to skyrocket and and then and thus bringing up uh, the canadian bonds so we're as much mm. as we are not seeing growth in canada we've been at negative and zero and from a gdp perspective and and our employment numbers have been we've been losing uh, full-time positions uh, the us has been extremely strong and so that's causing us our, our rates to be elevated so it'll be interesting to see over the next few months what happens with our employment numbers and and the us is if they continue on their roller coaster ride up and and ours you know if, if we maintain being you know at a uh, at a job loss and and no growth in in the economy it'll be interesting to see how the bank of canada deals with that because they can't have too much of a separation between the us and canada on our policy rates because that really affects and really affects our our currency so i think the next few months leading into those that kind of June, July timeframe that a lot of economists mm -hmm. were expecting the rate, you know, Bank of Canada to start decreasing that, you know, what starts to come of the, the U.S. will be a huge impact to what happens in Canada and it continues to. So we'll, we'll hopefully any strong numbers for the economy are not good for mortgage rates. You really, if you're wanting mortgage rates to go down, you want terrible economic numbers that's good for the for the mortgage economy or mortgage rates perspective so um, yeah and i think the us their election is this year is it not like fall of this year i'm pretty sure the presidential uh, election is this so. this fall so that yeah. is 100% going to play into all these conversations our election is next year for sure if not mm -hmm. sooner so there's a lot of a lot of moving parts across the board in both countries which are going to have massive influence over these they shouldn't but they they do obviously uh you know just the you know policies that are proposed and changes that are happening and so on so it's going to be a big buckle up get your helmets on it'll be it'll be an interesting 12 to 18 months coming up so we'll see where everything lands but we're here for it guys we're here we're here we show Kinda. up we're ready sometimes we sometimes forget <laughs> we we're show saying. up i don't know that we're was, ever ready <laughs> today was today we're more listening than talking hey we're we're listeners we have our ears open <laughs> we're laughing live laugh love that's true wow yes yes <laughs> All right. Are we getting in the mood boost? It's early, yes. but I think we might have to. No, we need to. Save to. ourselves. We should, have, we should have been into them seven minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple good tidbits there. A couple good tidbits. Okay. Let's see here. I got three. Number one, I lost my job at the bank on my first day. A woman asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. <laughs> Figured she'd like that. Number two, concert season coming up, right? <laughs> What concert costs just 45 cents? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> and uh, oh. my personal favorite, number three. Today, my son's asked, can I have a bookmark? I burst into tears. 11 years and he still doesn't know my name is Brian. 
And I have a book, Mark. You know what? I would love to see a comedian just go up and do that for 15 minutes. Just do jokes like that for 15 minutes, nothing else. And not, <laughs> and not, tell, and not tell anyone. And like, you know, a, guy, a comedian that's known, go yeah. up and just like, everyone thinks there's this crazy routine. All he does is jokes like that for the whole fucking set. There, there was a, there is, I remember seeing a, it wasn't a Comedy Central, a Just for Laughs video of, he's a comedian that's just like very sporadic and he looks really crazy, but he was just, it was just one, like one sentence punchlines, like not dad jokes, just. Yeah just one line punch and yeah, it was amazing. like his whole act like yeah it was like 20 minutes of just those one after another it was is, was it an really older chaotic. older an older comedian like older video from like a while ago yeah 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 it was probably mitch hedberg he was yes. like very yeah he had like yes. glasses like long greasy hair kind of and he'd always say jokes like oh i you know i went to the grocery store and i bought six apples and the cashier asked me do i want a bag i said no i juggle and yes, then just went on to another exactly joke it. like just yes, moved on to another joke like ever over I, and over and over i just brought him up yes 100 percent. that's exactly who it is he's crazy and hilarious yeah. he's passed away unfortunately <laughs> uh but great comedian legend yes well gentlemen that was a fun show interesting <laughs> i think we'll remember this forever was it yeah <laughs> um are we canceled is anyone listening oh by the way speaking of listeners we we do people do listen to this show <laughs> I, got a, I got a call the other day from from someone interested in off-market properties so he called he got referred to the show based on some one of our listeners telling him like listen there's this this show and this guy he may have it so i got this big long email saying like we're only looking for off-market properties right now can one you one thing that i just remembered is that the real estate investor, real estate magazine featured us, which is kind of hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. We didn't even know. We probably should have had that at the beginning of the show where people have now tuned out, but we did. What, yeah, what it was, was like the that? National Real Estate Investor Group, or I don't know. REIC. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're not, we're not. Somebody done. featured we're us and we didn't even, we didn't pay for it. We didn't ask for it. We didn't know. It's, uh, it's the Real Estate Institute of Canada. They have featured us in their latest edition of Exchange Magazine as one of their top Canadian real estate-related podcast picks for 23-24. Yeah. Right next to Rob Carrick from the Globe and Mail, we're in, which is hilarious that we'd be like right we're in, next we're in to great like company. a major publication. <laughs> we're in great company. We are yeah, a major me, publication, yeah. David. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Okay, so the other one. So yeah, Real-Time Podcast, the Canadian Real Estate Association podcast is in there. Stress Test with Rob Carrick and Roma... Not sure how to pronounce that, which is funny for me because I'm usually very good in linguistics. Ready to Real Estate, Toronto Regional Real Estate Board podcast with Jason Mercer. From the Frontlines, Institute of Real Estate Management, and then the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. The Re-Education Experience, a Modern Realtor's Playbook, Darren Lange, and the Tom Story Show. Tom Story is the only one that I know. You know, there's a few in here that I feel should be recognized, but some of these other ones, I don't, I don't know. Somehow we made the cut. I don't, I don't understand Some, it. Somehow we're in there. No, I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's an we're, honor. Guys, we're a top podcast in Canada. What do you want us to say? I mean, this is just, <laughs> we've been recognized. Okay. We've been, we've been recognized. I don't. Speaking of that, what for, reason, some faces. for what reason, I don't know, but we've been recognized. Is that faces thing still going on? Vote for us on that. I think we're Yeah, I don't know there. when the voting ends. It's got to be this week. But Steven, <laughs> Steven said if if we win, I should just go up and start doing mood boosts. Just don't say a word. Just 
don't even say thank you. Just start telling jokes for like a minute yeah. and then step down. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the episode where we get that one listener who tunes in based on re referral. Like, you should check out these guys. And he goes, there's absolutely no value in this show. <laughs> yeah, these guys are useless. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes the shows we think are the worst are the best. So they're, get, they're getting us on a Monday morning, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Well, thank let's, you. let's head into the week with a big hurrah. Let's go. Here we are. Every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., you can listen to us embarrass ourselves talking about real estate. We are actually professionals. We do this for a living. And we thank you for listening this long, especially if you list date after the mood boost. You're welcome. And thank you. All of the greetings and gratitude. Thank you. We'll thank see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that. <laughs>